We all know the term, we've probably heard it a thousand times, is Mercury retrograde. Yes. You've heard that one. You've talked about that lots. Oh my God, I'm learning so much today that I've always wondered. Yeah, so that's our compatibility. I feel like we're pretty compatible. Mm -hmm. We already know that. We know. (laughs) We We didn't need that. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) That is interesting though, that it all says that, like confirms that. It just confirms all of it. Oh, okay. The one weekly favorite I do have, which like... Okay, so we know <laughs> my weekly favorite. We already favorites. know what it's going to be. No, we know it's going to be either in the category of reality TV, a book, or food. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to That Good Vibe Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Jordan. And I am very excited for today's episode. She's stoked. I'm so stoked. You can already tell from the title. It's all things astrology. Um, Which I, I know nothing about. So it's going to be a little teaching episode. It's going to be a little whirlwind, but yeah, it'll be fun. I can't wait to get into all of it. But anyways, how was your week slash last couple of days? Because <laughs> it's only been two days for us. Yes, it has. Um, it's been good. My Christmas stuff is set up already. Yay! I am in the holiday season and I'm so happy. Like turning the Christmas lights on in the morning when it's dark and I have my coffee is the best feeling ever. Best feeling ever. Ugh. Yes. Someone at work and I were talking about like setting up your Christmas tree and just having the Christmas tree lights be the only light in the house. And then we were talking about like when we take the Christmas tree down. And I usually do it like within the first week of January. Like just oh my rip goodness. the band-aid off. Let's just get it no. over with. I want to declutter my house. Oh. But she likes to wait until after Valentine's Day. Okay, that is too long. Okay, so <laughs> no, I would wait until end of January, beginning of February. I feel like that's a good time. That's a good time. Yeah. January is such like a a sad, cold dreary mm-hmm. month so to leave the christmas cheer up would be nice mm-hmm. yeah we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how far did I get. you find a place to put it sorry just sipping on my tea um yes i think i have a little corner in my living room and it's gonna be by the window okay cool because i want the rest of the are world you gonna to set it up soon well after my trip in dallas oh okay yes so I for you guys that it's all back. I'm back. And my trip was probably amazing. <laughs> um, but right now it's still very much early. Mm-hmm. So once I get back, then I, cause it's like, yeah, what's fair. the point of setting it all up mm-hmm. if I'm just going to be leaving right away? Fair. I get it. Might as well just do it then. So yeah. Um, my last two days was just like poof. Yeah. So fast. Same. It just, that's not enough time to like absorb anything anything Mm-mm. although i am exhausted and we were saying before we even hit record that both of us just kind of feel this like lingering of like kind of sickness but not really maybe just a little run down yeah yeah the like, weather yeah i've had a like slight headache for a couple days and this morning i woke up with a big headache but like otherwise i feel fine so it's weird and i don't have a headache anymore so it's uh, just it, yeah it's really weird i just feel like right in here this like heaviness in your chest yes yeah and that's usually the first sign yeah do not get fucking sick before a vacation no yeah but also maybe it has because like it's been like cold and then nice and yeah so it's been weird to make up its mind yeah either be nice or be winter but like we better not get covid that's the most important thing i do not want to get sick 
Amen. Sick, sick. Like, amen. I know no. one of our girlfriends has it right now and she is dying. I know you said she sounds horrible. Sounds awful. Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, so anyways, if you've gotten COVID free this long, I pray that you make it through the end. Oh, yeah. And don't get it. So anyways, uh, self-care check-in. What was your self-care for the next oh, couple of days? Okay. Mine was to figure out something to do when I'm bored that doesn't include technology. And how'd that go? I've been Pinteresting. I've been looking up ideas, different hobbies that I could start. Um, I c- came up with some and I made a list on my phone of when you're bored. Look yeah. at this list. And there's things on there like paint or start a puzzle, um, color, do Sudoku. Ooh, Sudokus are always yeah, fun. Plan new meals. Um, but one thing that I saw was start making candles. And I have candle stuff like from years ago. Like I wanted yeah. to get into making candles and it didn't stick for very long. But like I have the supplies. So I think maybe this weekend I'll get yes, into it. Yeah. I love that yes. idea. I have everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I've seen those like girly craft nights where they use little candles, like colorful tea light candles. And then you paint oh. the like bigger candles. Yeah. We need to do a girly yes, night for that. Let's do it. Yes. That would be so fun. Because I love a good candle. No, same. Um, even like when Nick was home over the weekend, home from work, we were talking about like, because we were just bored. There was nothing to do. Like, we it's were, this time of year. There's yes. nothing to do in November. Yes. But I'm like, would you rather be like super bored or super busy? Like, say, like, if we had kids right now, like, we wouldn't, it would be nonstop. Like, there would be no moment of time for, like, self-care or, like, each other or anything. And I feel like I would rather be super bored. Yeah. Yeah. I think with our culture and our society and our generation is we've forgotten how to be comfortable in boredom. Yeah. Because everything is immediate gratification. Totally. Mm -hmm. So there's times where I'm, like kind of like walking around the house trying to find like the next project or the next thing to clean or yeah what can I do next and I'm like Kate I don't want to be on my phone I don't want to be on my phone but that's all my brain can think mm-hmm. of and I try to say to myself like how can I just be comfortable with being bored because it's okay it's where your it creativity is. comes from mm-hmm. yeah like so it's really difficult, but that goes along with my self-care challenge. Mine was to have a oh, te- yeah. um, not a technology, a social media yes. free day. So yesterday I woke up and I deleted Instagram and Facebook off my phone first thing in the morning. Did you even I look opened, at it? I cleared the notifications because oh. <laughs> Levi likes to send me reels. Mm, yeah. So I watched the reel that he sent me, whoever like liked a post or whatever. And then I deleted the two apps that was the most uncomfortable day of my life. <laughs> and do you want to know how my brain thought of a loophole? YouTube shorts. No. What is wrong? I literally, I literally was sitting there on the couch and I'm like scrolling and I stopped and I'm like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> I didn't even think that that's what I was doing while I was in the But your brain was like, I need to scroll on something. I need to I've find... never scrolled on YouTube shorts in yeah. my life. Never. What? So, so technically it wasn't a social media free Exactly. Day. And it just goes to show how even in those moments of boredom, like I said, the first thing I did was pick up my phone and scroll over to where Instagram was. 
And now it's like the Snapchat icon kind of like replaced that. So I'd catch myself opening that. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I opening Snapchat? Yeah. Like your subconscious brain is just so wired. So mm-hmm. I think it's time I do a like ultra social media detox for a while, but I'm not ready for it. <laughs> That's fair. It's a maybe big change. In, maybe after my trip. Yeah. Because I don't want to not be on social media for my trip. So mm-hmm. we'll <laughs> see. But like that was a huge wake up call. It's like whoa i'm addicted yeah i was about to sing a song but then i, I couldn't think of this song <laughs> oh. um good try do you have any <laughs> weekly favorites or tips oh okay the one weekly favorite i do have which like okay so we know <laughs> my weekly we already know what it's gonna be no we know it's gonna be either in the category of reality tv a book or food <laughs> And this one, <laughs> the three personalities of Jordan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we know I love coffee, right? Ooh, yes, coffee. Yes, we know coffee. So I have this new peppermint mocha creamer that I've been using and it is delicious. Stary free. Stary free. It's Yum. the silk brand. Um, I don't think the ingredients are that great for you. I'm pretty There's sure. There's a lot of like oil, oil. extracts yeah. in, in like almond milk beverages. However, finding a dairy-free creamer is so hard. Very difficult. They have the Starbucks um, caramel macchiato one. That's really good. But other than that, like, yeah. So I was so surprised when I found this in the store. That's exciting. And it's just delicious. It tastes like Christmas. Tastes like Christmas. I'm not a huge peppermint mocha because I just don't love the peppermint side of it see oh and that's just the shit i love like at starbucks our, our little drinks we got going on today yeah, we, we have some, some tea. chai tea with um it's not dairy free no so <laughs> she only put a little bit in hers yes. um it's the cinnamon dolce creamer so through a little bit of that this to me tastes From like starbucks. christmas like yeah like cinnamon chai yeah. stuff for me is it doesn't it's not fall for me that's christmas time and that to me is more fall, but I could I could see how you would get Christmas vibes. Uh yeah, like what are yeah. my Christmas flavors? Ooh, eggnog. Mm. Love eggnog, especially the dairy free eggnog. I think Silk makes it, or really? there's another brand that makes. I don't an egg- know if I've or tried o- it. Oat nog is what it's mm. called. <gasps> it tastes exactly like real Ooh. original eggnog. Okay, you'll have to send that to me. Oh, it's so good. I need it. But again, I don't want to get it because it's like, it's still too early and then I'm going to get sick of it. Do you drink it just by itself? Yeah, but like a small glass. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I'd like to do the rum and nog when I'm like setting up the Christmas tree. Yeah. But honestly, rum and eggnog is like kind of overrated. Oh. That's my personal opinion. I don't love it. It's like alcohol with like cream. Ugh. Mm. Just like <laughs> paralyzers. No, thank you. Mm. I, I do like a good paralyzer, but I haven't had it in years. <laughs> yeah. Can I have a dairy-free paralyzer? Uh, you know what I actually want to try is an espresso martini. <gasps> I've never oh had one. Oh, my God. Can I tell you a story? Our listeners yes. don't know this, and I yes. feel like you know this story. So, embarrassing story, guys, about <laughs> espresso <love> martinis. <laughs> so, I was in Arizona in January with a group of friends, and... We were all at a taco place and the girls are like, let's go bar hopping and go take tequila shots. Oh my God. That sounds like such a great fun time. Just the girls. Let's, we're going to, yes, let's do it. a crazy night. Woo. We were in Scottsdale, which is like bachelorette mania. Mm -hmm. And it was just so great. Well, me, I'm like, 
honestly, I'm kind of over my tequila phase right now. We've already had a lot of tequila on the trip. I'm like, I've always wanted to try an espresso martini. So at supper, I saw it on the menu and I ordered it and I'm like, holy shit, this is the best thing I've ever had in my entire life. Ooh, it's I all, bet. it's pure alcohol, like yeah. the whole thing, mm-hmm. but it didn't taste like, it just tasted like espresso creamy. Oh my God. It was so good. So my dumbass decides I'm not going to take, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> oh my God. I am not going to take shots of vodka. I I'm going to chug espresso martinis all night long. Okay. So they ordered tequila shots and I ordered an espresso martini. And while they're shooting the tequila shot, I'm literally chugging. Oh, my God. <gasps> Let's just say there was a bad ending to that night. And oh. we, won't, we won't share those details. Oh, but dear. Don't. So now every time I hear the word espresso martini or someone brings that up, you I'm puke? like... No, I can't. But they're so good. They're so fucking good. Yeah, I need one. But don't don't shoot it like tequila. No. I no. It's like sipping drink. It is. It's, you got s- <laughs> You can have maybe maybe two cuz it's literally yeah. pure alcohol. It's like yeah. three different kinds well, of alcohol. And caffeine cuz they're like it's is literally it coffee in, there. in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. That's too much. Dumb dumb ass. Now you know. Anyways, <laughs> Okay, I don't have a lot of weekly favorites. Do you have anything else? No, that was, I just had one. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything because it's only been a couple days. But I have a little tip of advice that's kind of helpful. Ooh. So I purchase baby wipes to keep on hand at all times to use for like little spills or like wiping my face or cleaning off my smartwatch mm. or cleaning off my phone or okay. I don't want to use paper towel and I need to something wet. Like I keep a pack in my car. We keep a pack in um, his golf bag. Because mm. when you just like spill something, baby wipes, they're the best. That is a good idea. Also, sure. they're a great cleanup after sex. Mm. Good to know. Good baby wipe. Wow. Yeah. I just, I saw it on my counter and I was like, that's my weekly mm, favorite. Nice. Cause you use it probably all day long, every all, day. Lots. Yeah. So many baby wipes and they're well, cheap and easy. And it's yeah. just perfect. Okay. I'll cool. have to put that on my list. Okay. I have a lot of stuff for you guys today yes. to talk about. Um, yeah. How, where should we start? Well, first I want to ask you, what do you know about astrology? Just based off <laughs> no. of prior to this. <laughs> episode you know what i should have done a little more research than i did because really all i did was research what i am your big three and we'll get into what your big three are but astrology in general i had no idea i'm sorry no idea no idea nothing comes to mind when someone says astrology like i okay sorry i the one thing i do know is it's something it's somehow based off when you were born and where and where the sun was at that time and the moon and it kind of goes towards who you are as a person and you're yeah that's great but that that's like such a generalization that I feel like everyone knows but that's the basis of it yeah it's like it's where the as the astrology people like to call it the celestial bodies which is also known as the planets Mm. but there's more than just planets there's like 
meteors and other galaxies and other suns and the moon of other planets. So you can't just say like where the planets are. So if I ever say planets, I'm referring to all of the celestial beings that are out in the universe have energy. Everything has energy, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have an energetic pull to something. And depending on what time place you were born, where all those planets were placed at that time can help determine a lot of your behavior and personality so it's really cool stuff it does sound cool for sure I don't know why I've never been super interested in it or wanted to like find out more but I'm glad that you're into it and we can talk about it because super into it because so many people are and they'll be like like oh this person's a Leo or whatever and I'm like okay don't know what that means no you only know what yours is yeah and you're a Virgo I am a Virgo and I'm a Libra okay yeah So we'll get into, I have all my little cheat sheets here, but before I like really dive into things, I just want to say that when you come into a conversation or you're listening to this podcast about astrology, some of you might be a little skeptical out there, rightfully so. It's very woo-woo. It's very like, "Mm, do you really believe that? So my biggest tip is to come into this with an open mind and just maybe test the waters out keep your skepticism. I do too. I know you will. Like some of it seems very like, okay, Mm -hmm. but take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. Don't overthink it. Don't try to digest every single meaning behind everything because again, it is very, there's no like scientific facts or like database behind all this stuff to Mm -hmm. prove that this is all real Mm -hmm. it's just what people have learned over the times that there's patterns Mm -hmm. and these patterns link to the places the date and the time that we're born to so that makes sense yep that's what i got there um first thing we all know the term we've probably heard it a thousand times is mercury retrograde yes you've heard that one you've talked about that lots do you know what that means at all no so mercury retrograde is mercury is one of our closest planets to the earth and it spins wait no we we all spin around the sun in astrology terms this is where it gets a little hokey pokey and kind of weird in astrology terms everything revolves around the earth we are the center of the the universe Mm -hmm. so that that's the part that gets kind of weird however once every three to four weeks Mercury, when you're looking at it from the planet, it looks like it's going the other way because of the way that it's lined up between us and the sun and where it is. And sometimes you get those like optical illusions of what you think you see and what you actually don't see. Yeah. So it looks like Mercury is going backwards and that is called a retrograde. I didn't realize it happened every so often, like three to four weeks. Three to four weeks. weeks, Yeah, yeah. that's kind of crazy. I don't know why I thought it was like a couple times a year. Like, I don't know. That's a weird concept. But for you to say that it's like an optic illusion type of thing, like, you know how... Um, I don't know if you've seen videos of like airplanes in the sky that look like they're not moving. Have you seen? Yes. Yeah. You're like, what? And it's like, but they are moving. It's just... um, it's just it's the concept of everything's all round and if you ever really watch the sunset or the sunrise when it gets to that horizon there's a piece of it at the bottom that looks like it's bleeding out further than what the actual like yes because we're a round shape so this 
it's all there's a lot of science behind this shit and it gets really confusing but it creates that illusion that it doesn't look like it's round and yeah blah 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 very cool stuff though so when mercury goes into retrograde mercury um is connected to miscommunication between people and technology so oftentimes when mercury is in retrograde this is when you'll find a lot of miscommunication between you and another person Maybe your technology just won't work fully. Maybe you're going to get a delay or a cancellation on your flight. Like just little annoyances that just kind of test your patience. A lot of those things happen during Mercury retrograde. Like everything is just going to shit. Like remember when one of our episodes just didn't have audio? Yes. It was literally Mercury retrograde mm. when we were recording I remember that. you saying that. Yeah. yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. So just know that like sometimes when you and another person are talking and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, we both agree. And then a few days later, it was a total miscommunication. It's probably Mercury retrograde. So that's always something to keep in mind. But I feel like that is a big one that a lot of people hear. How do you know when it's in retrograde? Um, well, step one is maybe like follow an astrology account because they'll like tell you. Okay. But you think about it like, the earth rotates around the sun every 365 days, Mm -hmm. right? And the moon takes 28 days to rotate around. Mm. So everything has an exact date on how long it takes. So Mercury would take, I'm just, I'm throwing a number out of my head. Like, honestly, I don't know. Let's say a hundred days to rotate around. Okay. Well, if it's every three to four weeks, then it would be less than that. Mm -hmm. So you just have to like look that up on when that happens. I'll Google that. Yeah. Put it on my calendar. <laughs> Mercury retrograde. Yes. Plan nothing. <laughs> yeah. Stay home. Wear a tinfoil hat. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. So let's get into it here. How can astrology help you better understand your behavior? Step one, astrology is really good for self-reflection. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. You get to look at your birth chart. You get to look at the phases of the moon, where the planets are. And you just kind of get to reflect on how that connects with your life. I feel like we all mm-hmm. can find connecting into things and it can help you realize things about yourself that you maybe didn't realize before. And it's just kind of cool. Kind of like connect the dots a little bit. Like Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that makes sense why I do that. Yeah. Um, it can help you identify your strengths and your weaknesses. So especially with your birth chart, you're going to learn a lot of your strengths and weaknesses in your life and I think when you learn what your strengths and weaknesses are you can start to learn how to give yourself grace in those areas where you're constantly trying to improve your weaknesses you know how sometimes we're so fucking hard on ourselves about I gotta improve this area I have to improve why am I not improving I want to be better blah 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 well sometimes if you just look at your birth chart it might be literally built into who you are like the core of your soul and being that that's just always going to be something you struggle with Mm -hmm. so you get to learn how to adapt with that Mm -hmm. and maybe focus on your strengths which i thought was kind of cool yeah you get to learn your patterns and your tendencies so this one is every single zodiac sign zodiacs are like aries capricorn virgo it kind of goes along with like the month you're born in. Yes. The dates kind of vary. The dates vary. Um, and interestingly enough, the dates v- will vary over time because 
the dates for a Capricorn 500 years ago are going to be different than the dates of Capricorn in the next 500 years because everything's shifting. Right. But that's a whole nother thing. So when you're born, each zodiac has a ruling planet. This planet has energy and behaviors behind it. And that is going to be the planet that's going to really determine a lot of your patterns. So for an example, let me pull up my little cheat sheet here. So Virgo is Jordan. Mm -hmm. Her ruling planet is Mercury. So which means you would really want to focus on Mercury's behavior. Mercury takes, so we'll say every three to four weeks is when it takes to travel. So you might notice patterns in your life every three to four weeks. You kind of do the same things. And then you do the same things again. And then you do the same things again. Whereas Libra, my ruling planet is Venus, which is one of those planets that is way further out, I think. I don't know (laughs) where all the planets are. (laughs) Don't ask me about the order. I could have that very wrong. You sounded so confident saying that. I feel like I'm going to say, oh, the planet's way over there. And then someone's going to comment and be like, hey, dumbass. It's like literally right next to Earth. (laughs) We'll have to look that up after. Like, oh, my God. It's somewhere out there. It's somewhere (laughs) out there Venus is. But Venus takes a long time to travel around the sun and my cycle is every 19 years every 19 years 19 years so interestingly enough the a year ago I just entered a brand new transitional phase which again we're going to talk about this app a little later on but I'll plug it in right now if you're interested to know about this stuff download the app the pattern it's a black and white little app on your phone You enter in the date, the location, and the time that you are born, and then it'll pull up your little birth chart and all that stuff. But it gives you information on there of like, oh, you're about to enter this new phase of your life. This is what you could expect, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Super cool. So I was very fascinated to know that I'm entering a new phase. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So patterns and tendencies. Okay. The next thing astrology can help you with is relationship insight. Obviously, Mm -hmm. people are compatible. Some people are not compatible at all. I do want to give a little bit of a warning sign here that you have to be very careful when you start looking at and comparing birth charts between two people. It can get very toxic and it can get very, very dangerous because you might think, oh my God, me and this guy were so compatible and I just met him on Hinge and like, he's going to be my husband Mm -hmm. forever. And you meet him in person and he's nothing like his birth chart. Again, because we all perceive information differently. Mm -hmm. We all relay different information. So just be a little cautious about spending so much time matching birth charts digging into it yeah yeah I was really bad for that for a long time I took like all these people and I'm like matching 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 oh my god we're not good for each other and it's (laughs) like okay how about you just do the relationship and human level and then that's that's the simple as it can be Mm -hmm. but we're gonna we're gonna test that a little (laughs) birth charts here just for fun after all that yeah just for fun sakes uh so yeah And then last thing is astrology can help you with self-acceptance and self-compassion. So that's along the lines of the like self-reflection, just helping you better understand Mm -hmm. who you are, why you make the decisions you make, 
what you can expect, like where your struggles are, and then just loving yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just paints a new picture and a new perspective for yourself. So just being more self-aware. Yeah, I love astrology. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Okay, astrology doesn't have to be super woo-woo. So it doesn't have to be we all get in a circle with crystals and candles and we dance around in a chant and we have to call the gods of <laughs> Venus down. Like, no. It can just be cool shit. Like, if you find that you want to look into it, but you're worried about it being too woo-woo and I don't want to get into, like, the meditations of it and I don't want to have to buy tarot cards and crystals and all this shit, you don't have to. Mm-mm. You could literally just watch a basic YouTube video. And the thing about astrology is there's a lot of like science behind the planets themselves. So if you're just interested in like the science side of astrology with like where the planets are, how the planets got, then do that. That's fine too. You don't have to have the spiritual meaning behind all of it. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people when I talk about like, oh, I'm really into astrology. I can see their faces just immediately be like, Oh, so you're one of those girls, are Ah. you? Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Okay. We are going to briefly get into the moon cycles because the moon really affects us. And then we are going to get into our birth charts. And then we're going to compare our birth charts. Okay. And see how compatible we are. And see if we need to get married or oh my god i'm <laughs> just kidding if our relationships don't work out yes <laughs> that's it podcast over <laughs> the moon we all we see it we see it so much it's honestly one of the coolest things every fucking time i look up at the sky and i see the moon i'm like the first time i've ever seen it in my life it's just the most beautiful it is thing ever it's gorgeous it's so magnificent and mm-hmm. i don't Maybe some of you did know this, but maybe some of you don't. The moon has a gravitational pull to all the water on Earth. When the water has a high tide, it means that the moon is full because the water is pulling up closer to the moon. When there's a new moon, the it's a low tide. The okay. water is lower. Hmm. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Do you know how, do you know what a new moon is? Like, what does the new moon look like? Do you know? Um, is it the same as a full moon? No. (laughs) Okay. So when you look outside and it's dark outside and you see that giant silver dot up there, that, and it's completely full, that's a full moon. So there's that. And then a new moon is when you look outside and you literally see nothing. Oh. Because, I'm going to see if I can explain this. So I'm earth and you're the sun. All right. Okay. And my phone is the moon. For those of you that are on audio, I'm going to try my best to explain this. (laughs) So if the moon is in between the earth and the sun, what direction does the sunlight face? The sun is going to face here. So there's a shadow on this side. So therefore you cannot see the moon because it's on this side. Yeah. So it's hiding behind. Whereas if the moon is on the other side of the earth, I know that seems really confusing, but the sun shines past the earth, illuminating the moon. That makes sense. So if the moon is over here, you're only going to have the one half of the moon. Okay, because I was going to ask, 
like when you only see half of it or like a little bit of it yeah like what it why it's because it's sitting on one side so if it's yeah. over here you're only going to see a tiny little sliver wow so the easiest way to think about it is first of all to look up what where the moon is right now so that it's you know where in the sky you're looking well if it shows a tiny little sliver all you have to do is look at it and be like okay well if the sliver is on the left hand side and the sun is about to rise well it should be approximately over here and oftentimes you look and you're like holy fuck the the fucking moon's <laughs> right there i'm an astrologist <laughs> so when i like first learned about how the moon rotates around the earth and how we rotate around the sun and like the illumination and stuff i was just absolutely blown away so i'm blown away right now like i can't that's just crazy that's it's nuts yeah but like, so cool it's honestly the coolest thing ever yeah and we rotate around the sun going like i'm pretty don't quote me on this guys going right mm. and the moon goes left the okay. opposite direction okay. so that's why you'll often see the moon might be way over here and the sun is over here and then within two days the moon is over closer yeah and the sun is closer and they start to clash into each other and then they pass each other oh my god i'm learning so much today <sighs> that i've always wondered but never just like googled like it's so cool crazy okay Wow. So each phase of the moon has its own energy behind it and helps us set intentions and when we should push energy and when we should not push energy. Um, so there are technically eight different phases of the moon. We're not going to get into all eight. We're going to do the basic four, but I'll name you all eight of them. So we start off with a new moon, which is you don't see the moon. Then, are you ready for some big words here? Oh, gonna, okay. It's called the waxing crescent. Then we have the first quarter. So that's when like you see the oh, perfectly yeah. one half of mm -hmm. the moon. Then we have a waxing gibbous. Then we have a full moon, a waning gibbous, the last quarter, a waning crescent, and then back to the full moon. So... The waning and the waxing is the one in between either the new moon and the full moon and the quarter. Oh. So there's whole intentions in those waning and waxing ones, but we're not going to get into all of that today. That's just a little too much. Okay, new moon. What do we do in a new moon? Do you know what we would do in a new moon? Nope. So the new moon is the beginning of a cycle. It's a fresh start. Okay, So yeah. we are going to be setting intentions we're going to be meditating and we're going to be resting and relaxing. Okay. So just remember that a moon cycle from new moon all the way back to new moon again is approximately 28 days. It's actually 28.3 something days. So that's why sometimes it falls on. Anyways. Any hoozle. <laughs> Any hoozle. Um, so new moon. We're setting the intentions for the next 28 days. Mm -hmm. Then we get to the first quarter. Now, with these four main ones, and it's tw every 28 days, and we run on a seven-day week, you can think in your mind approximately once a week we're hit entering a new mm -hmm. moon cycle. Mm -hmm. But because it's 28.3, sometimes it's eight days. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So our first quarter, 
this is where we're going to start to take action on those intentions and we're going to start some problem solving. So you're going to create to-do lists. You're going to create from point A to point B to point C with the intention or the goal that I set. How do I have to get there? You're not going to get there yet. You're just setting up the map on how to get there and you're going to focus on that. Then we enter into the full moon and the full moon is what everyone knows and loves. The full moon <laughs> has a lot of like energetic pull. Mm -hmm. People tend to get a little, a little loopy doopy on the full moon. No, honestly, every time I know there's a full moon, something happens. Yes. It's like, it's weird. So Nick was working in a smaller city and there was a full moon that night and a bunch of guys that he works with went out for drinks to a couple different restaurants. And, um, apparently someone got stabbed on the main street and I guess there was blood everywhere and there was cops everywhere and like they didn't see it happen, but they saw the guy like sitting on the sidewalk, like bleeding out kind of thing. And Nick what was like, fuck? yeah, Nick was like, thank God I didn't go out that night. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it was a full moon. So of yeah. course that happened. Hospitals are always crazy on a full moon. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's weird energy. But like, that's how you know that like the full moon is actually a thing. Like if you believe in the little thing of the full moon affects people, then you can sure as hell start to believe that Venus affects us and Mercury affects sure. us and all these things. Yep. So in our full moon, we're going to release and let go. So those intentions that we set, we're going to kind of, okay, I'm going to let them go into the universe. I'm not going to hold on to them tight anymore. I'm just going to let them be what they are. And we're going to, anything else in our life that might be bugging us or bothering us, you're just going to let that go. There's a lot of full moon like rituals out there. You can find a ton of astrology people that will do courses or things like that around full moon rituals but if you have crystals and tarot cards and things like that a full moon is a great time to set them up by a windowsill or somewhere where the the moon will actually shine on oh, that space interesting because the light of the moon is said to cleanse all those things for you wow so over those past 28 days any energy that you uh, used for your crystals or for your tarot cards that maybe those objects are holding on to, the moon will help cleanse those for you for a fresh new start. So cool. So interesting. Yeah, super cool. And then we enter the last quarter. So this is a good time for cleaning, decluttering, and forgiveness. So clean your space maybe donate some clothes and then forgiveness can go with like maybe forgiving someone that you were like ill intent to or forgiving yourself for being a little hard and and trying to make that intention happen mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing between intentions and goals is that an intention is just like a feeling that you would like to accomplish but you're not attaching weight to it mm -hmm. whereas a goal is like I am going to get this done. Right. So be very careful about setting an intention here. And then we are at the new moon again. And then we make the same cycle. So 
The eight that you mentioned, though, like all of those, the waxing and the wanings. Yeah. Like are those in between there? Yes. So there are rituals you can follow. If you want to do all eight, you can follow the waning and the waxing. There's a crescent and a gibbous of Mm -hmm. each one. So I'll just share my thought because it's in my brain. Best way to remember this is waxing. Think when you say the word waxing, the your A goes ah, like it gets big. Mm-hmm. So the moon is getting bigger. It's going from a new moon to a full moon. It's waxing. Okay. That's how I remember. And then waning, when you say the A in waning, mm-hmm. you're going down, lower, smaller. So we're going from a full moon to a new moon. We're waning down. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Then there's the crescent and the gibbous. Well, crescent is pretty obvious. It's just that tiny little sliver mm-hmm. that you see on either side of the moon. So you, when you think of crescent, you think, okay, we're on the smaller side. So we're in between the new moon and the first quarter. We're at the mm. waxing crescent because we're getting bigger, but we're still mm-hmm. a little crescent. And then the gibbous, just ruling out here, there's no more small. So we're at the bigger side. We're in between the first quarter and the full moon. Okay, we're at yeah. the waxing gibbous stage. Wow. You should quiz me after this. Like, <laughs> this is some Maybe good I shit. Should. Next episode, I'll yeah. give you a K. What phase is <laughs> some flashcards? What yeah. phase is this yeah. moon? What phase is that moon? I know it's just, it's honestly some of the coolest stuff ever. That is the moon. I'm not going to get into the like, exact details of all the planets i kind of wanted to but we are starting to run low on time here what i will do for you guys is i will type it all up so if you're interested to know like what each zodiac sign is and all the houses and the planets when it comes to birth charts and you're curious to know what your own is step one google step two youtube are the best places for you to learn specifically what yours is But I'll type up a document and leave a link down below so you guys can check that out. But you ready to chat about your birth Mm -hmm. chart? I'm excited. Okay, I have to pull mine up here. Let me pull mine up too. So when it comes to your birth chart, there are the big three is what everyone likes to call them. We all know that your sun sign is the sign when you say, oh, I'm a, I'm a Libra, I'm a Capricorn. That's the, that month that you were born in. That's the, the sign the sun was in at the date and the time that you were born. Then there's the moon sign, which is whatever the moon was in. I know this kind of seems really confusing and I'm trying to like <laughs> simple it down as much as possible. If you looked, space is not two-dimensional but we're going to pretend it's two-dimensional for a second if you looked at the earth from a bird's eye view the earth is in the middle and there's kind of like a pizza going all the way around so think that there's 12 slices of pizza and in each slice is the zodiac sign Mm -hmm. so you think that i guess sorry the sun is the center of this pizza let me me correct okay the sun is the center so As the earth is going around, it's entering one zodiac sign, one slice of pizza, and entering another, and entering another. Well, as the moon goes around the earth, it is also maybe entering another while the earth is 
makes sense. Venus might be over here. Mercury might be over here. So the moment that you're born, just think that when you're at that bird's eye view, it's taking a snapshot of where everything is. And that is your basis of your birth chart. That's a good explanation. I like that. It's trying to figure out how to explain that. Yeah. So your sun, your moon, and then the rising. Oh, my God. I can't remember what the rising is. Sorry, guys. I can't remember what the rising is. Isn't it also called the ascendant? Ascendant. Yeah. Ascendant? Yes. Okay. Do you want to go first? Okay. What am I supposed to go first with? Do you want? Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just smoked myself with the microphone. Um the moon i was thinking no we'll start with sun obviously you can't click yeah how do i where do i see the like or you read from your notes okay we're just we're kind of improvising here guys so jordan's sun sign is a virgo Mm -hmm. what's your moon sign uh taurus and what's your ascending sign virgo virgo taurus and you're a double virgo I guess that's so. awesome. That's okay. so cool. I'm a double Libra. Okay. So <laughs> like, woo, that's awesome. interesting. It just means that you're going to really, really, really show a lot of traits when oh, it comes okay. to Virgo, because when you have the same sign in multiple areas, houses, zodiacs, whatever, um, you're going to show a lot more of those traits. And that's why you're probably like, oh my God, when you read Zodiac, charts in the newspaper and it's just like super basic you're like that's me it's totally Mm -hmm. speaking to me because you have a lot of things in virgo Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the virgo's ruling planet is mercury we're not going to get into houses because that just gets really confusing but some of your positive traits are you're modest humble orderly logical responsible and organized which i would completely agree with all of that Mm -hmm. some of the negative traits that you might have (laughs) whoa i'm not ready for this (laughs) some of those ones are you might be obsessive critical excessive attention to insignificant details Mm -hmm. and perfectionism wow that kind of is correct (laughs) that's crazy hey so your sun sign is Oh, shoot. I don't have that one. But I'm pretty sure the sun sign is how the world portrays you. Your moon sign is how is something about your emotions. And your ascending sign is how you portray the world. And then each oh, planet okay. has its own like little personality. I just, I don't have those notes on here. So that's okay. Okay. And then what was your moon? Uh, Taurus. Read that one on the app. At your best, you're confident and relaxed. You're not in a rush because you're focused on being present and enjoying yourself. Security is important to you. Once you're content, you don't like to change. More than most people, you have an inherent sense of your own value. So you shouldn't feel the need to constantly get others, other people's approval. But I feel like I do. Um, oh, sorry. At the top, it says confident and grounded. Confident and grounded. So mm. would you feel like some of that kind of resonates or... Do you see what I mean about just take take what resonates and just like literally leave the rest behind? Yeah. Um, and then it says you have a strong physical presence and are very much in your body. You may expect and require a certain amount of personal attention from the other people you spend time with. You can get really into your own experience and are able to savor the finer things in life like food, <laughs> art, and sensory pleasures. You're loyal and prioritize cuddling and touching in your relationships, which is that's true. That's super true. Um, and I do savor the finer things in life. Like food. Like food. <laughs> of course. Of course. It, it, that definitely is interesting. 
Yeah. Because it does, is like some of it for sure is me. And then what is your ascending? Oh, Virgo. Right. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead oh. and read that one. Your destiny is defined and devote yourself to a sacred calling. You're learning to follow your own code and pursue values that aren't based on wealth, fame, or status. Don't sacrifice your integrity. The process of doing something you feel born to do must become the priority and focus of your life. That's interesting. That is, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's super I do cool. resonate with that. Yeah. And then Very interesting. Wow. On this birth, birth chart, you can also see like um all these other planets and stuff on your on the app oh yeah we're looking at that that pattern app sorry I should have fully clarified that this is what we're looking at so you are a double Virgo Mm -hmm. and what was the other one Taurus and a Taurus interesting I just want to see something you know this makes me want to go home and read Nick's yeah right see yes. but i i also Again, don't want to read it because i don't want to think too deeply into it i feel i feel like because out of curiosity's sake it is safe to look up a friend or a your lover or your parents or your brother look it up once read it on the app like wow this is so fascinating very interesting thought thought provoking things and then let it go mm-hmm. and yeah. then just continue on with your life Mm -hmm. because if you are constantly viewing it and reflecting on it it will begin to possess you and you will start to overthink things and we don't want that we don't want to create toxicity in our relationships so okay i will go on to mine so my sun sign is a libra my moon sign is an aries and my rising sign is a libra which so every sign on the you think of the the pizza that we're looking mm-hmm. at again. If this one's over here, there's going to be an opposite one on the other side. Mm-hmm. Those two signs are opposing signs. They often challenge each other, which Libra and Aries are the opposite. So I have a double Libra and then an Aries sign in my big three, which one challenges each other. And this is why I always have conflicting arguments with myself, I've learned. <laughs> and interestingly enough... My mom is an Aries oh. and I am a Libra. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, click. It all, it all makes sense yeah, now. Totally. You get mm-hmm. it. That's what I was looking up to see if Taurus and Virgo were opposite. One, two. But they're not. Mm. They're close, but not quite. So a Libra, Libra's ruling planet is Venus. My positive characteristics are I'm charming, Harmonist, diplomatic, easygoing, nature, and polished. Some of my negative ones are I'm indecisive, superficial, hypocritical, gullible, and passive aggressive, which all of those are like, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Yep, gullible? Absolutely. Passive aggressive? For sure. What was, uh, hyper hypocritical hypercritical hype superficial i don't think you're superficial i don't that think sounds so. like that sounds like a fake person and i think you're very real so yes not that one but so that is my sun sign and that's just like the basics there then my moon is the aries which would be the opposite at your best you can be strong bold and assertive you say what you mean and you're loyal Tendinicious, tenda, tenacious, tenacious, <laughs> tenacious and driven. 
You're willing to take risk and fight to protect your goals and the people you love. Mm -hmm. You follow your instincts and don't waste time on overanalyzing. You have a confident and fearless nature. Once you're committed, you're all in. You're competitive and get right to the point and there's very little hesitation for you. Alternatively, when you're struggling, you can be very headstrong, willful, and stubborn. Yeah. (laughs) Others might feel you're insensitive, that you're insensitive, ignore their perspectives, or are overly attached to doing things your way. It's like you have blinders on. You may have trouble seeing anything outside of your commitment. You can be aggressive and skip social niceties. So like, I'd say most of that resonates with me. Mm -hmm. And like the negative stuff is hard to be like, yeah, that's exactly. But I can understand when I do have like snippy moments in my life, it definitely clicks back Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say I'm like, fully like no it's my way or the highway right yeah no no definitely not okay and then my ascending or my rising is a libra your destiny is to find meaning in your relationships it's important for you to feel understood and loved with who you genuine who you genuinely are especially by your partner relationships are your path to development knowledge and awakening own your desire for a long-term relationship, but also learn to become your own best partner. Wow. And that has always resonated with yeah. me. So quick little story time, and then I'll wrap this little section up, is when I broke up with my last ex, and then I started kind of like dating other people, and I was like, no, I want to be single, single. I was getting so hard on myself with like, why do you always have to be in a relationship? Like, why can't you just be a single girly? for a while like gah and I already knew like this astrology stuff about myself mm-hmm. but when I started to do like therapy and focus more back on this and like link all things together I'm like oh it's because it's literally in who I am that I need a partner in my life and I need to feel a sense of accomplishment with my partner mm-hmm. so I was like okay well we're just gonna not give ourselves a hard time for that yeah it's cool it's it's cool too because it's like you can accept yes. all of it and or the stuff that like resonates with you just like to know yourself a little bit exactly yeah exactly not give yourself a hard time yeah okay let's super quick do our chart matching okay so on the pattern app you can add friends you can create profiles and you can run friendship bonds or romantic bonds because they're all different types of bonds that you have with people and then it will pull up like what some of the frustrations might be in your relationship, what some of the amazing things that you might feel or some like trials that you might be going through. And then the last one is notables and attractions. So first of all, it says that our bond is unique. We have a unique bond. Okay. Wow. Love you. Let's just end it right there. (laughs) That's all we need. That's all we needed to hear. Okay. So I'm not going to get into all of them and like read them super a lot, but I'll just briefly go over. So one of our frustrations, the topic is motivating and grounding. And it says that I take Jordan seriously. It's a probably, it probably matters to you what she thinks. There's something about her that makes you feel dedicated to her. She could be an important and grounding presence in your life. 
you likely don't want to let her down. Jordan can be a reliable friend and a voice of reason, someone you can really trust. Wow. That's totally us. I love it. (laughs) And then another one is a difference of expectation. Both you and Jordan may have different views about what a friendship means to you. You've discovered that you want to provide for and prioritize your friends, whereas Jordan's learning to be independent. So she might not always put her friendships first, which I don't feel like is fully true. Yeah, I'm like questioning that. Like, I don't see it that way. Yeah, like I feel like you're such a friend person. Yeah. But you're not to the point where you're going to put your relationship with your man or the relationship with yourself at risk for that friendship. Right. You would still protect your personal relationship or the relationship with your partner Mm -hmm. prior to. I think so. But not in like a bad way. No, no, no. um, Like I I know what kind of friends I want to have in my life and like what I want to make time for. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then the next one is an amazing trait we have, which is family in a past life. Right away, Jordan might seem super familiar like you two were close friends or families in a past life. This sense of shared history likely creates an ease or comfort between you and a deep sense of an immediate trust. It's like Jordan's the kind of friend you can't let down, let your guard down with. You can be yourself around her. Wow. Our souls were besties yeah. before. But I do feel like that. Like I, I've always told everyone, like you're the type of person that you meet when you're like, I feel like we've just been in each other's lives forever. I know. Like it, it, it's so weird, but like, I love it. Okay. I'll do one more here. Okay. So one of our trials is encouraging or aggravating. It's likely that you and Jordan take each other seriously. Yep. You two have a pattern that might create respect between you. You both listen to what each other person has to say more so than with other friends you might have. You care what the other person thinks. You want to be a good friend to each other. On the other hand, this energy could also amplify some of your insecurities or make you both feel responsible for the other person in a way that can feel frustrating or like a burden. Holy fuck, that resonates a lot. Okay, I'm so (laughs) sorry. I kind of tuned out there. I'm so sorry. You're like, what did that all I'm just say? not going to listen anymore. <laughs> no, I don't, don't know why. I don't know what I was thinking about. But as soon as you looked at me, I was like, shit. Like, I don't know what you just I said. thought you were like, wow, that hits home. Okay, <laughs> can you read it again? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you listening? Are yes. your ears on? Yes. Okay. I'm present. <laughs> it's likely that you and Jordan take care, take each other seriously. So... That resonates with me because sometimes like we'll walk away from like an engagement and I'm like, how do I word this? I'm like holding on to the things that we said because I'm trying to be like, I want to take that off of her and I'll, I'll take it because the, the love that we have for each other is, is different. And I'm like, I want to help keep her safe, Mm -hmm. but then at the cost of my own. Mm, Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So maybe not like a huge thing every time but it's just like those little tiny Mm -hmm. things of oh my gosh we vented about this and we feel the same way so I feel like okay I kind of want to take some of that Mm -hmm. energy and I feel like that too yeah Yeah. 
Especially like what we talked about before the podcast. Yes. Like I feel exactly, exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so crazy. I love how we just had like a little moment. Oh, I love you. Um, yeah. So that's our compatibility. I feel like we're pretty compatible. Mm-hmm. We already know that. We know. <laughs> we wouldn't we didn't be here. We did that. No. <laughs> no. <but laughs> that is interesting though, that it all says that, like confirms that. It just confirms yeah. all of it. I know you're probably going to go home and dive into that app and you know what? I think so. I think so. It gives you once a day, it gives you a little reminder of like, Hey, this is what you're going through. This is what you might be feeling or thinking, or, Hey, this is a great time to focus on some creativity. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So it gives you little affirmations. I did turn the notifications off, so I'll have to turn them on because that that is interesting. Because anytime you run a bond, we'll have to like undo that, but Anytime you run a bond, oh, yeah. it gives you notifications when the other person's going through something and what you could maybe do to help oh, or, or how that could affect your relationship. And that's where some of the toxicity could come in. Mm-hmm. You see, like mm-hmm. you'd hate to know about like, oh my God, my boyfriend's supposed to be going, one of his planets is changing and maybe he needs, no, yeah. no, just have a human relationship with people. Yeah, It's cool to look at, but mm-hmm. don't be fucking looking at it every day. Mm-hmm. You can look at your own every day. Yeah. So that is what I have on astrology. I am just beaming from ear to ear. I'm so happy. Me too. Honestly, that was such a good lesson. I feel like we're in a classroom right now. Astrology 101. You just need a little whiteboard and then a little pointer stick. No, that, that, that was so fun. So interesting. Okay. We're going to do two more segments here. Our favorite little segments and wrap this puppy up. Mm Mm-hmm self-care challenge do you know yours what you want to do yeah i have it written down i'll just go quickly through mine first i would like to work at home more work out at home more i have a treadmill downstairs i have some weights i usually go to the gym but like on the weekends or like on the days where like i don't have that much time to go to the gym i can just do like 30 minutes on the treadmill downstairs just walking yeah and i want to get into doing that more so have you ever done at home youtube workout videos i have but a lot of those are like hit videos yeah. and i'm just i'm not super into that um but like i would do like a yoga video yeah yeah i'll have to send you the channel that i like yes you should i will um do you have like a goal in mind or you just want to try to be more intentional about it um i want to i want to this weekend okay um that's just my one goal perfect I guess. yeah i just want to do it more often but like this weekend i guess yeah. for sure yeah so mine will be to journal a little bit more i want to write out a few things that i'm grateful for and a few things that i'm manifesting i think just with diving back into the research of this astrology i've like lost that little like glimmer of excitement when it comes mm-hmm. to this stuff and i have seen in my past the importance of or the, the connection, sorry, of journaling, manifesting, and focusing on my astrology and how it really just like sends turbo juice into those manifestations mm-hmm. to come true. So that's what I want to do. Nice. Yeah. I need to get into journaling more. I haven't it's in hard. a while. I get into it for like a week and then I just stop for How's ever. meditating going? I haven't meditated in a while either. I did this morning. Nice. But it has been a while. Yeah. I That's on my to-do list. <laughs> To do. Okay, Q and A's. What do we got? Okay, we have a couple advice questions which we love. Lovely. Um, these are really good. I'm excited. Can't wait. Okay, I'm not a beach guy. Don't like it at all. I don't like the water. 
on account of the potential drowning and the occasional sharks, jellyfish, and pirates. Okay. And if you're not going in the water, the beach is just a bunch of hot sand and bird shit. It's uncomfortable. I've hated it every single time I've been. I don't know what people see in it. See in it. My girlfriend, though, loves it. She's begging me for years for a family trip to the beach. I finally gave in, and she's already booked the trip for next year. It means a lot to her, so I'm going to the beach next year. Here's my dilemma. I can be upfront about not enjoying the trip, which in case would make me an asshole who's ruining our family vacation that she's been looking forward to for years. Or I can pretend I'm having fun, in which case I'm locked into a lie for the rest of my life. What do I do? Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. It sucks because it's like you want to be able to like and enjoy the things that your partner does and like in like and experience those things because it makes them so happy. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tough. I think first of all, huge hats off to you for saying, yes, let's do Mm -hmm. it. I'm going to try and experience the things that you want to experience because there's going to be a time where you say like, let's go and do this and she's rolling her eyes and she does it anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think don't look at you're spending this entire vacation on the sand because that's just not happening. There's going to be, I'm a, I don't know where you're going. It wasn't clarified, Mm -hmm. but I'm assuming you're going to a resort in like Mexico or, or something. There's going to be so many opportunities to walk around the resort, Mm -hmm. sit and have a drink at the bar. Like you don't have to spend the entire holiday sitting on the beach roasting in the sun because that is not my forte either. Dude, Mm -hmm. I'm literally in the same shoes as you and I don't mind spending like an hour, maybe two on the sand. But after that, I'm like, I'm over it. Yeah, which is totally fair. Um, I also feel like you're trying to, like, you already know that the trip is going to be super bad. And it's, it probably won't be as bad as you think it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. And I guess my advice would be to just try and find fun in different things that don't involve the beach. Like, try to get your girlfriend to do some other activities. You could play volleyball on the beach or... Mm-hmm. There's going to be so many activities. You can go walk around and do something else. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I think make the attempt, lay there, sunbathe for a little bit, but you don't have to do that every day, all day. If she wants to, then go ahead and let her have a great time and you do your thing and then you come together later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I hope we helped keep that open mind. You've are you already have such an open mind to the Mm -hmm. concept. Yeah. So keep with that open mind and eventually it'll just keep opening more and you'll get more comfortable. But again, relationships are just a give and a take. Like yes. you're not going to love everything that your partner wants to do and there it's going to be the same for them for the things you like to do too. So it's just kind of like a, not a tip for tap, but like it's a give and take. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one. And last one. I'm currently 17 and turning 18 this month, and so I'm having a party to celebrate it. My one problem is a certain person. Let's call her Jewel. You see, this girl Jewel is in my my year, and we're very close friends, and as you could probably guess, I may or may not have a slight crush on her, which I can either confirm or deny. Now, normally it would be fine for me to invite her, but a few weeks ago, a mutual friend of ours approached me and asked if I liked anyone, and I, as most people would, didn't give a straight answer. I asked why she wanted to know, and she told me not to be mean or anything, but it turned out that Jewel also had a crush on me. Wild, I know. 
I invited some of our mutual friends and some of my friends from another friend group to the party, but I don't know if I should invite Jewel. I know some people will say that I'm being an idiot and that if we both like each other, I should hurry up and confess, but I don't know if she really likes, does like me, and I don't know how to approach the subject. Dude, invite the damn girl. Invite her. You've already got a source telling you that she likes you. Yeah. I know it's scary because especially when you go from like this friendship, like flirty, I like you, she likes you, but neither one of you are aware that the other person likes the other person. Mm -hmm. It's scary to cross that bridge because either it works and it's going great or you get potentially rejected and that sucks. But either way, you'll, you'll know for sure. Because if you don't find out the answer and if you don't ask her yourself, it's just going to keep eating at you. Mm -hmm. So invite her to the party. Send her a text right now. Like literally pull out your phone right now and say, hey, Jules. Jules? Was that her name? Jewel. Jewel. Hey, Jewel. I'm having a birthday party this weekend. I would really love for you to come. Can you make Mm -hmm. it? Simple. I'm sure she'll be ecstatic. She will be texting her girlfriends. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And just have the best time ever. Like just be casual about it. Have fun. Like be yourself. Yes. And be honest about how you feel. Mm -hmm. I think first step for you is to be honest with yourself about how you feel about her. Because in that message, I sensed a little bit of like, do I like her? Mm -hmm. Do I not? You need to check and make sure like, do I actually like this girl? Mm -hmm. Be honest with yourself and then be super honest with her. She's going to love it. And I guarantee you after you guys listen, after you listen to this, obviously, I hope you guys are dating. Mm -hmm. I love love. I know me too. Especially little love. It's just so cute. Yes. No, have the best time ever. And happy birthday. Mm -hmm. It's the best time ever. Um, well, thanks guys for tuning into today's episode. I know it was a long one and I so appreciate you guys being here and learning all about Mm -hmm. astrology. Yeah. It was super cool. It was so fun. Do you remember what waning is? Um, waning. When the, (laughs) (laughs) when the moon is, um, getting bigger. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Going to become a full moon. Yeah. That's the gibbous the gibbous part mm, of it mm-hmm. great job i'm so proud <laughs> oh, sweaty. she's a whole hot now <laughs> anyways thanks guys for watching like subscribe comment share all the things and we will catch you guys next week sounds good okay it's bye. like you're talking to me i'm like sounds good okay bye <laughs> bye